Hello, welcome to the Coach's Viewpoint podcast. Coach Tim here, and we're going to be covering the San Francisco 49ers pregame contest uh, today versus the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, and it'll be a morning game, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time. Um. We'll go over a quick rehash on last week's Seattle Seahawks game, which was a debacle in just about every way you could imagine, including the officiating, which was terrible. Uh, No less than three calls were completely phantom calls. One was a no call, and the other two were penalties called on the 49ers in particular that were basically non-existent according to the replays and the booth announcers as well. So it's a little puzzling, scratching your head, uh, coming out against a a team like that, 3-8 record, a game that we should have won going in. It was a physical game, uh, several injuries, players in the game uh, uh, that got hurt, uh, especially uh, Trenton Cannon, Fortunately, he was carted off, went to the hospital, but uh, he was released this week and is in concussion protocol, and apparently he is doing okay, last word. Also, our starting running back, Elijah Mitchell, um, was also cheap-shotted. Again, another no-call. Uh, Seattle player, uh, when he was going down, uh, gave him a forearm, basically shiver to the head. Um, which should have been a penalty. Any kind of uh, play where a player targets the head of another player, uh, it's supposed to be a penalty. That's the NFL rule book. Why aren't they calling them? Um, the other calls, uh, and I'll only touch briefly on this. I'm not going to rant on it too much, but Lakin Thompson was called for a phantom holding call on a pass play that was a big play in the game, ended up backing us up and affecting the drive, and uh, of course the big one was at the end of the game when um, Trent Sherfield was in the end zone and getting basically undressed. First he was frisked, and then he was undressed by the defensive back, and uh, basically grabbed as the ball arrived and uh, in a bear hug by the by the DB and there was no call by the official that is textbook pass interference i mean it was a mugging <laughs> unbelievable 
unbelievable officiating. The NFL officiating has really, I mean, I have my theories on this, and, you know, I'm in the middle of a film review investigation with a couple other people that I know. Uh, but there is some shenanigans going on um, in the NFL right now. Um, I think uh, this is my opinion. Um, like I said, I'm looking at evidence uh, as I speak, but uh, to date, the NFL has kept this season basically very close. There's more teams in the running for the playoffs. Um, this translates by their standards into more competitive games and uh, more excitement for fans in the other markets where teams ordinarily wouldn't have a, have a chance. Um, there have been some calls against this 49er team, in my opinion, throughout the season that I think, uh, especially the one against Seattle, which resulted in a loss because basically they would have had the touchdown and they would have won the game, most likely. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um Mostly speculation, of course, but uh, like I said, there is some film evidence now um, out there that shows some inconsistencies by officials or consistencies, depending on your uh, take on it, uh, that there is some meddling going on uh, through that avenue of the games. Um, the other thing, uh, and there's definitely been more than a few times I've seen the ball spotted short of the line to gain when it was obvious the ball was past the line to gain on some plays and in other games as well as games against the 49ers. So I'm not nitpicking them just against the 49ers. It's been rampant throughout the NFL. Um, now, last thing I'll say on this is the big push with the gambling right now and the commercials uh, being really uh, highlighted on broadcasts, you can see the gambling commercials now. Um, it's really, really gone uh, to an extreme that uh, I'm quite surprised. And I've been a fan for 50 years, so I've never seen this kind of number one. The officiating being as terrible as it is. Number two, um, the points. Um, I don't know if you want to call it shaving, like they had the in the NBA problems they've had in the past, or in baseball, but <clears throat> definitely there's something up, and uh, I think uh, an investigation is in order uh, at some point here in the near future, but we'll see. Now going beyond that, just to football. Uh, and again, that's my opinion. I'm not uh, saying uh, this is fact necessarily yet. Just my opinion on observations. Um, we'll see how that turns out, or if anything does come out of it. But uh, Seattle, three and eight team, backs against the wall. Probably not going to make the playoffs. Not a very good team actually. And uh, they crawl out of Seattle with a win with a lot of help. And the 49ers, unfortunately, they get stuck with a loss. So now uh, the good news is they're still in the uh, playoff hunt. Um, they still hold the number one seed, uh, excuse me, number seven seed. <laughs> I wish number one. 
that's probably unattainable at this point. Um, but number seven is where they sit right now. I uh, think they're going to, if they play their cards right, looking at the rest of the schedule, and I don't want to look beyond the Bengals here, but um, five games left after, or at this point now. If they can come out of this four and one, um, they got a good shot at the number five seed. Uh, but we'll see what happens uh, as things go along here. Uh, injuries again, the story coming out of uh, the game against Seattle, Debo. Um, we've got, uh, again, like I said, Elijah Mitchell is going to be out for this game. Dre Greenlaw still out. Probably won't be back. I'm uh, you know, with the surgery that he had and the fact that he went out almost immediately in that game. Um, I, uh, I don't, I'm not real confident he's going to be back this season. Period. Um, the groin is a serious injury; it can linger for eight to eight weeks to an entire year. So, <clears throat> I don't anticipate Dre being back um, unless the injury is not as serious as we're seeing but the fact that he's going to miss this week uh, is not a good sign. Um, our secondary is beat up. We got, uh, we're going to have at least one rookie, maybe two, starting in this game in the secondary, and that's going to be uh, a detriment against this team. The Bengals, of course, uh, have an electric wide receiver core. Now, T. Higgins is a questionable mark. Um, they haven't ruled him out completely yet, but... Uh, they are supposedly leaning toward that, but it could just be uh, just could be gamesmanship by the head coach. Uh, Kyle's been known to do that as well. So is Belichick um, going into games. So I don't anticipate that Higgins will be out. Um, I'm going to pencil him in and say that uh, they're going to have a definite advantage against our secondary with their receiving core. But Cincinnati is a balanced team. They like to run the ball, too. And Mixon is coming off a um, mild injury and an illness this week. And he's listed as questionable with the illness. But uh, it looks like he's practiced some and he's going to play this week, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So I would uh, probably see him at least early in the game. They may limit his carries. Um, but he's going to be a factor. Now, the strength of the offensive front for Cincinnati is running the ball. Um, and uh, one of the main weaknesses of our our defense this year has been defending the run. So we have to be better there. And I think we're starting to get a few guys in the mix that can help with that. Um, I do expect us to see... Um, Cincinnati throw the ball because of the weakness in our secondary. Um, Jimmy Ward, in my opinion, needs to come up big in this game. He's got to protect that deep that deep ball and uh, get a. We're going to have to get turnovers in this game, I think, to win it. So, at least two turnovers, maybe three. That's how I'm looking at it, and not turn the ball over ourselves, of course. So special teams, again, uh, the edge is going to go, you know, as it always does, to the other team. <clears throat> um, Hightower came uh, 
into the presser this week, uh, basically taking accountability for the mistakes, which I highlighted um, in the game against Seattle. Um, going into the game, because we've had them all year long, and they showed up again big. Um, special teams was a definite weakness in our units. Uh, we've got three units out there, offense, defense, and special teams, and you can't win with only two of them. I mean, you can, but it's not a formula for success. We'll put it that way. You know, each phase of the game is important. 49ers need to take special teams seriously. And I think uh, maybe now that it's been highlighted so much publicly, that will happen going forward because we're going to need them if we're going to make a playoff run and to have any shot of competing for a championship this year, for sure. It's a little preliminary to talk about all that, though. we still got five games left, starting with this one. So I'm going to say right now, on paper, and I know Burroughs uh, hurt his pinky last week, but he's been practicing, and uh, he can throw the ball, and he'll probably have it taped up or whatever and look like a dislocation, so it's probably not a serious in- injury anyway. I anticipate him to be at just about full strength, and uh, that will matter. Um, I was hoping coming into this game, if he didn't practice, that we'd have a shot at him being rusty and maybe not being able to complete all his throws. But uh, it's looking like, at least on the surface, that he is going to be good to go. Uh, Well, no game time. uh, Fox will have the... I'm not sure who's got the broadcast. I think it's Fox today, but I'll double-check that. But Jay Glazer does a good good, uh, job of highlighting injuries and who's in and out in games before the, you know, during the Fox broadcast. And I like to tune into that to hear game time decisions because that's usually when it comes out. But um, Elijah Mitchell's definitely a scratch. Drake Greenlaw's a scratch. Uh, Debo is a probable, questionable probable status to play. I'm not sure it's advisable to play him. But I think we're going to need him to win this game. And I think that's why Kyle is probably going to give him some plays. I don't think he'll have as big a role as he's had in the past simply because they don't want to aggravate that injury. Uh, groin are, is a funny injury, and if you aggravate it, it could, it could cost you a season. So like I said before about green loss, although he had surgery on his previous, previously this year, so, Fred Warner is back for this, for sure. And uh, Al Shair really showed out last week in his uh, place. And I think uh, going into this game, that's a strength for our defense. Our, our linebacking core uh, is completely, other than Greenlaw, it's, com- it's otherwise healthy. Um, Harris is going to be activated for this game as well. So, I look for that to be the strength of our our game on defense along with that front. We've got to get pressure on Burroughs, and we've got to be able to stop the run. That's going to be our game plan going in defensively because, like it or not, our secondary is going to be exposed this week. And uh, we are definitely outmanned there with a rookie playing on one side and Norman on the other. Now, Norman, the great thing about him, and we're going to need this from him in this game, is he can get turnovers. He can force them. That's going to be a big factor. And 
49ers staying in this game and uh, having the chance to win it. So, on offense, our game plan has got to be to run the ball. That's our usual. That's the identity of our football team, and we need to stay with that. Cincinnati's defense is going to be a little bit porous against the run because they've got a couple starters out that are good run defenders, a linebacker and uh, a defensive tackle, or I think it was a tackle that's going to be out. Both good against the run. That should help us do that. And, of course, running the ball is the strength of our offensive line, even with the backup players on the right side so or the right tackle. Um, Compton did not have a great game. He did a good job running the ball, blocking, run blocking uh, against Seattle, but he didn't do so good pass protecting, um, giving up the safety and uh, a few sacks in the game to Seattle. And getting getting beat more than once. Uh, there was one play when he got stepped on by Brunskill. Fans were upset about blaming him for, and even the broadcaster said something about it. But when you go back and look at the All-22 film on the game, it's obvious Brunskill basically tripped him and stepped on his foot, and uh, Compton was not able to get it uh, out in his uh, pass set on the play, and that's how we got the safety. So, <clears throat> not on Jimmy, not on uh, anybody like Compton in particular, just a kind of thing that can happen sometimes, uh, you know, when you're down there tight and your pass protecting backed up. Um, so, it is what it is. Uh, you know, mistakes were made. We gave up some big plays to Seattle on defense. I did want to see uh, Lenore play a little better. He didn't do well. Kwan had an outstanding game, though, at nickel corner, and he always plays well when he's healthy, and he is really, really playing well. So our, we should be able to be a force in their quick screens and uh, as we were against Seattle. The game plan going in against us was that we could be screened on, but that was when Kwan was injured and not playing. So, obviously, he showed up big time in that game and demonstrated why he's so valuable at that nickel corner position for the 49ers. I anticipate the same out of him this week. Um, so, Cincinnati will probably work against the rookie corner, uh, whoever that is, whether it's Lenore, who's a little banged up too, I heard now. Don't know if he's going to start. It might be Ambry Thomas. Uh, Diane, um, Dante Johnson is out. Just got word he's got a personal issue. So he is out of the game, which is a big blow for our secondary. We could have used him as an experienced guy in there. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. So, like I said, that's going to be the weakness of the, in this game. And I think Seattle will, I mean, Cincinnati, excuse me, is going to attack that weakness. I mean, that's what an NFL team does. So... They'll run the ball. They'll mix it in. If they can't run the ball, they'll go after that rookie corner. That's going to be the attack, the main main focus of their game plan today, I think. They'll also, uh, if we play more zone because of that, you'll see a lot of balls uh, thrown into windows. And, uh, you know, you'll see the over routes. I mean, they run basically the similar, similar pass offense that we have. Um... 
as the coach is a protege of Kyle Shanahan's. So I anticipate you'll see them attack us uh, in similar ways that we would attack them uh, if we were fully healthy. And uh, those are the cornerstones of this uh, Shanahan offense, uh, West Coast version of the offense. So you're going to see probably uh, some big plays in this game. And uh, hopefully uh, what I'm hoping for is the leadership of Fred being back on the field at middle linebacker, that we can get pressure from our defense, defensive line, and be able to get into the windows to affect those throws by Burroughs. And if his hand is not 100%, that may be an impact on the game. That might be an area where we could we could uh, have some surprise plays, maybe some turnovers. So expect Norman to go for turnovers, but you know he's got to stay back. These guys have speed. All these receivers for Cincinnati can run. Jamar Chase, Chase, of course, is... I'm sure they're going to line him up on the rookie. And uh, we've got to be able to cheat and give him help. And that's what I'm going to see. I think probably a lot of cover, too. Which means our seven in the box are going to have to stop the run. And it's not been the case this year when we've been forced to do that. So... With Fred back, we may have a chance, and Shire's playing so well now at linebacker. I really think uh, we can we can make some plays there. Their offensive line is, like I said, subpar pass blocking. So if they do try to go after our corner, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get that heat on them with Bosa and, the, and company there on the D-line and get some sacks out of it because they certainly showed a weakness in that area uh, in the last few few weeks. Even in the big wins, they still give up sacks. So they put up 41 on Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, and uh, that's the game you want to look at if you want to look at their offense because it was humming. So defensively, we got to step up. Next man up is playing corner. Our safeties have got to be an impact in this game. We have got got to get turnovers. Like I said, two or three turnovers is going to be the difference in winning this game or not. And, and our special teams unit playing, being a being an influence on the game, uh, backing them up with the punts, forcing turnovers if we can, uh, deep kickoffs. So, you know, we didn't kick the ball deep against Seattle, and uh, they ran them out and got good field position a lot. We, you know, we can't give up big plays on special teams if we want to stay in these games. We just can't. So that about covers uh, this game this week, uh, other than the score. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, everything's going to go our way uh, as far as what our game plan is. And Kyle's going to be sharp going into this road game. Our defense is going to be sharp. And I think we come out of there with a 28-24 to victory. And it all is going to be predicated on pressure up front, how well our rookie corner plays if he gets help, and how well we can stop the run on defense. And on offense, being able to run the ball, chew up time on the clock, win the time of possession game, and... uh, when we get in the red zone score.
Kettle's having a good good couple of games now, and he's healthy. And uh, this is a great spot. Even if they double him, Ayuk should have a nice game. And, of course, Jennings has been coming on, too, if Debo's not 100%. So I would expect, uh, like I said, Debo not to play too much in this game because it's a risk. It's a big risk if we lose him. So Kittle will be the focus. Ayuk will be secondary to that. And our run game has got to be the number one point. Tip of the spear, so they say, uh, with our game plan today, offensively. So that's my take on the game. Um, we'll see what happens today. It's going to be a great great game either way, I'm sure. Um, I don't anticipate us playing as poorly as Pittsburgh did against this team. Um, San Diego played a pretty good game. They did exactly what I'm saying that the 49ers should do to win the game. Um, they get pressure on the quarterback if he, when he does decide to throw and stop that run early so they don't get get the momentum going on us. That's going to be a big factor, especially with them at home. A lot of noise there in Cincinnati, and uh, we gotta we got to quiet the crowd and take over the game. We've been able to do it in the past. We can certainly do it again, I'm sure. So... Come ready to cheer on your 49ers, and remember, any given Sunday, anybody can win. Our offense has got to be back in tune, and our defense has got to play on point and get those turnovers. We've got to get turnovers. It's a big factor. Special teams, same thing. Do not turn the ball over and win the field position battle. And offensively, run that ball and win the time of possession. And when we get in the red zone, we got to score touchdowns against this team, not field goals. So field goals are going to be, we'll take them, but against this team, you got to score touchdowns if you want to beat them. They play a full four quarters, and they're good. So one thing Bill Walsh said is the team takes all 60, well, in this case, 53 men to win. Um, he often said, everybody's got to be ready to play. Everybody has to step up. Your name can be called at any time during the game to go in, and you're going to be asked to make a play. And that's, you know, that next man up mentality that we have has got to be in the forefront this week, this week in particular. We've got some tough games down the road, but our focus is on Cincinnati right now. So we're on to Cincinnati, and I'm predicting 28-24 win for the 49ers. And Jimmy has a, a, a good typical Jimmy G game. Uh, probably not going to light it up, but you know they've got... Cincinnati's defense is a little banged up too, so that could open up some some opportunities for us to throw the ball. And George could be quite an influence on our defense when he gets down the middle and uh, into that secondary. So I look for us to have uh, a good showing on offense and our defense to step up with Fred being back. Our D-line has been playing really well. I like how the rotation's working. So let's go into Cincinnati and come away with a win.
What do you say? Let's go. Go 49ers. Enjoy the game and enjoy your day of football today. Go 49ers. Thank you.